mother tell me how it was when you were young Was the world so very old when your life had just begun Oh, grandfather, tell me, is it true you worked the land And the tools that you used you made with your own hands Before time was only money and machines made man a slave Was the world all milk and honey before all the streets were paved Welcome to the Living Permaculture Show here at KDNK.org. Um, I'm Jerome Ossentowski, and uh, we are in Fredericks, Maryland, and I am standing in front of uh, a beautiful edible landscaping uh, that belonged to Andy and Emily Roy. Um, and uh, we're going to talk and walk you through uh, some of the layers of uh, and how they developed this. Um, they were friends of Michael Judd, so he helped them with some of the plant material and, and design. So, um, Andy, um, and I know that, Emily, you're really interested in, in, the, in the medicinal herbs, and that, uh, that shows all through the garden at different layers. Um, uh, we'll talk a little more in detail of what's in each one of these beds, but um, Let's talk a little bit about the design. And I noticed when walking through here, this looks like a quarter section of a Mandela garden. Uh, and it, it starts with this kind of raised beds of swales off of the deck, off the front porch, which is covered with passion fruit. And then they swale out to the driveway and out to the sidewalk. Perfect for uh, drainage, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so much soil here that you got a hurricane came through here two weeks ago, and you have no damage here. All of that water got soaked up into the soil, right? Yeah. It's about two feet deep here. Uh, so, tell me a little bit about is that was that what your plan was to get get the water to move off of? Um, and you, I noticed you also have gutter on that roof right there with all the solar panels, and then that gutter goes right down next to the um, persimmon tree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're getting directing that water off. That so you can double water on this, on this garden right here. Yeah, yeah. So a, a lot of our design uh, was really intuitive. So it's um, we set out with some basic ideas, um, and it's been a, I would say, a learning adventure over eight years, right, Emily? Um, you know, so with with the water runoff coming off the roof, it comes down into our walkways, which are dug down about two feet deep and are full of wood chips, and those really act as a sponge. Oh yes. Uh, and hold water and hold moisture for the drier seasons. Um, at the very low part, we originally had uh, the idea of having. Um, a blueberry bed there and we dug down we dug down deep and made this whole reservoir that we filled with wood chips and the thoughts of having uh, blueberries there but we learned very quickly that that wasn't a good location for them and we've since pivoted over to medicinal herbs um, but I'm really surprised how much water the landscape can soak up in this, in this that's sort of an invisible area. infrastructure that you wouldn't see when you're looking at 
Um, and I'm looking at all the different layers here. Along the sidewalk, you also have two certifications here, Bay Baywise and uh, a state certification as a wildlife uh, preserve. So that's for the pollinators and all the birds. There's lots of birds around here. Right. So there are, there's always those hoverflies everywhere. There's uh, praying mantis here. And um, so just the only bare ground is this four by four bed right here, not even bare. But uh, um, there's about five different medicinal plants right here in this corner. And you have a little cornerstone here with, with um, is that mica or something? Uh, it's it's a local rock called Silver Lake. Yeah. Um, and it is really neat. We were drawn to it as they, as it comes out. It's got this beautiful iridescent, almost uh, opalescence to it. And right. that one was a particularly nice one. Yeah. And so you've got dandelion. You've got la uh, Violet. violets. Those are edible. Um, and and where there's some bare ground, the the purslane came in. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a really good heart medicine um, used in Europe in the Mediterranean, and um, then there's sheep sorrel. There's only a few weeds. There's a little bit of bindweed. Um, and then ground cherry, yeah. Gra oh, yeah, okay, you've got a ground cherry there. There's a volunteer maple, right, or something, or an oak or oak. something? This is uh, holy basil. Oh, yeah, got holy basil there, okay. Cherry. And we're only about two feet into the garden here. <laughs> uh, more dandelions. Yeah, oh, there's a, what's that? It's a little caterpillar. Caterpillar, okay. This is... Um, Skull cap. Okay, skull yeah. cap. So, um, and we'll talk a little bit about that, about that uh, Polish herb book. And then you've got yarrow in uh, here mm -hmm. with um, with, um, with some bindweed. Bind but and then uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about this uh, this uh, National Wildlife Federation. Uh, you're you're certified, and I, I can just think that if every one of these lawns would be gone, and uh, they would be in here. Yeah. how much more habitat there would be for beneficials and, and birds and this is our gooseberry area here uh -huh. so we have a couple different varieties of gooseberry with the strawberries below yeah uh, okay understory uh, of strawberries uh -huh. ground cover and then this plant here again i'm going to start what's the elecampane elecampane mm -hmm. yeah uh, and, and it looks like a it almost looks like comfrey and it has big um, yellow flowers That's and right. And you, what, what is the uh, medicinal properties of that one? Uh, we use the roots for medicine for lungs. For lungs. Yeah, well, you lungs. see that big leaf. It almost looks like a mullein leaf. It's like mm -hmm. doctrine of signatures. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's an amazing. And then uh, you've got a sort of a, a screen here on, on the fence next to the neighbors. Uh, and then what's... Uh, what's What's this one here? This is a yellowhorn or oh, yeah. yellowhorn. right? Uh, which is a nut tree that is popular in China, China and India. Mm -hmm. So it's in its second year. Uh, wow, it's very, very healthy. It looks yeah, like it's, it's gonna. It, yeah, it's healthy. It's about to bust out of its supports here. So I, I tried to grow that one, so I'll try it again. Um, and you've got mulberry along the fence line here. Yeah, that's all wild sown mulberry. It's just popped up. Yeah. Uh, which is and ended up being a great windbreak. So we're just gonna we're gonna let it go. And another current Cars. here. Yep. We have okra, burdock, jalapenos down there. Um, Tons of wild strawberry. Tulsi. Yeah, okay, so all the, the lots of um, medicinals in the ground. Yeah. And you also have these 
pathways and swales, um, you know, uh, to navigate through and also to uh, soak up and divert the water. And then you have rue right here. I have some kind of a squash, a mystery squash. Probably, you know, volunteer. And I've got a really nice jujube back here in the corner. I had one this morning already that was just just perfect. Oh, here's another one. Oh, it's it's already been... Yeah. So I've got more mugwort, another asparagus patch. Yeah. Um, You have an old beehive in the back there. Yeah. And this is... What is this? This is a cherry, I believe. Uh-huh. This is a new one for us this year. Well, it's right here. It has a tag. It's, um, I think it just says where it's grown, where it came from. Yeah. Oh, it just sort of came from. I don't know. It says here, um, North Star. Oh, okay. Prunus North Star, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, North Star cherry. That's a sour cherry. Yeah. I've grown that one before. Cherry. That's a hardy cherry. Mm-hmm. Some more burdock and comfrey. Mm-hmm. Another little apple. We've got our black-eyed Susan spot. And uh, that one in the back there? That one is an... Is that the almond? That's the almond, yeah. Okay, that's an almond. Okay, and then yep. the, well, let's go along the back fence line. What's the next one there? Uh, that is autumn olive. Okay, that's another one. That's nitrogen fixing and has mm-hmm. an edible fruit. Mm-hmm. And uh, keep going. What's the next over there? Volunteer maple and then what Volunteer else? Volunteer maple. And then at the very end there is another gumi. Okay. Yeah, that's a select gumi. Unnamed, we got from a friend. Uh, big, huge fruits. Very sweet. So we're pretty excited about that one. Is there any fruit on it now? Or? No, no. No, I think we have some on the autumn olive. Okay, they grow true to seed then? or? or? Uh, that's that's what we're going to find out. I really want to try to propagate that one because, again, it's been the sweetest uh, sweetest fruit and biggest fruit out of all of them. Right. So uh, let's keep going along. There's another tree right here in, sort of in the center. Yeah, this is from our friends at uh, Ray Melton Orchard. They've been doing a lot of testing of trees uh, local to this area here. And this is a, a stone fruit. It's a peach that... Um, has been pretty successful in the area without any spraying at all. So uh-huh. we're, we've got our fingers crossed on that. It's a Desiree peach is the variety. Okay. All right. Good. And then uh, we just keep, and you've got a trellis here for. Okay. Yeah, we had cucumber on it this year. They're yeah. done. So yeah. now it's. Yeah. Oh, oh you've got some um, Egyptian onions here? Yeah, we have some walking onions. Yeah, I saw some in there elsewhere, more oka, more chard. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, chard everywhere. Lots of uh, dandelion and mallow and, and sheep sorrel. Uh, just keeps nice ground cover soaking up and creating biomass, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is the Josta berry. Yeah. Um, that's the menage current. Oh, this is? Yeah. That's a menage. And then Josta is the one. The next one. They're so close now. Yeah, the Josta is the next one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, what's this nice little, little Those are the composite? black-eyed Susans. Black-eyed Susan. Okay, yep. good. That's a nice. That, uh, that, that looks like there's one patch over there, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got a nice little array of... Mm-hmm. of flowering plants right now yep. for the beneficials, right? And this is like a little, this looks like 
uh, sunflower. A, it was a sunflower forest. Yep. Sunflower <laughs> forest, done. right? Oh yeah. We, yeah. We, we like the we like the sunflower here. Oh yeah. They, they, they bring in so, so many pollinators, and then yeah. they bring in the bees. Yeah. Or no, they bring in the birds afterwards. Yeah. And then they scatter again, and then they just do their own thing. And you could deep, use deep tap root too, so they're they're pulling nutrients. Right. Uh, from deep, and they, they create a large amount of biomass. Yes, uh, and break uh, up hard soils. Yeah, right, they're and they are also drought tolerant, and mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and then you can use this stock to uh, grow another crop again, you know, mm -hmm. the trellis, if you yep. wanted to. Yeah. Yep. And then we got a couple of new additions uh, along along the fence line here, planting our edges. Uh, we've got two new. Um, American varieties of elderberry. Those are both from Long Creek Nursery. And then at the very end, we've got a um, graph of a fig uh, from a friend of ours, an unnamed fig. Uh, and I would always pop by there and grab a fig off, and it was delicious. You like that one, yeah. yeah. I like that one in particular. Yeah, they didn't know what it was, but we took a small graft off of it. Um, Really, just cut it, soaked it in water, got it home, got it in the soil, put some good compost around it, and it's uh, it's settled in. It's going to be okay. Well, it's you're you're talking a cutting. Yeah. Okay, that's not a graft. Yeah. So yeah, you know, cuttings are easy. Yeah, that's a that's a cutting because um, usually you don't graft figs, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be uh, you know uh, going to have to send me um, a cutting of that in okay. the spring. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I'm working working on getting a bunch of different varieties and yeah, uh, big big black large oh, globes. Yeah, oh, delicious. God. And you can grow figs outside here, which is such amazing. Uh, so your zone what seven? Yeah, seven? we're seven. Uh, well, six six B is up the mountain a little ways. I think here in the city, uh, around all this concrete, I think we're probably probably seven. Seven, that's yeah. good. Yeah, like you've got all the jujubes outside. You've got uh, figs, and um, it gives you. This is almost with, with the rain that you have in this region, and, and um, it's almost tropical. You go out into the the woods mm -hmm. and where the pawpaws are. Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, this is pawpaw country. Yeah, it feels very subtropic. Yeah, right. I've been eating one or two a day and then collecting uh, seeds and marking them down. Mm -hmm. uh, and we got into two pawpaw fests. And, mm -hmm. um, Which one is your favorite so far? Oh, it was Michael's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. it was the... Uh, you know, everything centered around the roundhouse and um, the sawbell house with a living roof. and yep. uh, Earthen floor? Yes, and we had, uh, you know, pow pow ice cream and pow pow lemonade and ate pow pow and had um, pow pow um, cheesecake and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and uh, just surrounded by lots of beautiful people and yeah. uh, just, yeah. And your and your bread uh, was used to um, to serve uh, the pow pow jam on. Yeah, yeah. I, and we were we were there and we were we had our bread and it was funny. I had a lot of people come up and ask, uh, "Is this pow pow bread?" <laughs> oh yeah, they, hey, why not? Yeah, yeah, you could put it, some pow pow in there. Give me an idea hey, for hey, next year. Pumpkin bread, you know, whatever, yeah, you know. It's pa like pow pow sourdough. I think sure. this is a new new thing for us. Exactly. That you sprung an idea there, right? It's like God. And then I have a bakery too. What? So we have a bakery here on yes. the property as well. Right. Twin Bears Bakery. And you know, another another addition um, would be since you bought the lot next door, and you've already started a an annual garden in the front yard. And I, I'd like to talk a little bit about your uh, your run-in with the uh, um, the ordinance 
maintenance or the ordinance. So what do you call that guy? Uh, the yeah, the code inspector. And the he, code inspector, he, right? You know, he he was in a he was nice. Uh, you know, there is something we talk about a lot is you know you got to develop relationships with these people, and he stopped by, and we were in the middle of removing the grass and converting it to an annual bed, and. Uh, you know, he had some questions around green space and, and that kind of stuff, and and. Does that mean green space to him was more lawn? Yeah, he was he was concerned about the lack of of lawn and the and the possibility that we may be in violation of an ordinance. Um, but you know, in 2017, uh, our property uh, was selected for what's called the Behind the Gates tour here in Frederick, which is a prestigious garden tour, and they select a couple properties every year, and um, so just. You know, we had about 400 people come through, including some aldermen and and the and the and and those folks. Um, and so, you know, just discussing that experience with them because that yard, our yard, looked pretty similar to uh, what we we're in the process doing. And I know Emily had an experience when we first moved here. Uh, backyard chickens were actually not allowed in the city of Frederick and, and Emily started a process with a few other folks um, and ended up changing the law changing the law to allow backyard chickens and and I think that was a good lesson for all of us we really hadn't done a whole lot with the municipality before gone through that process but I think that was both a, a learning experience and a pivotal moment for us about you know learning how to navigate uh, those potential difficulties, and I know you're you're in the middle of it too. Right, right I'm now. in the mid middle of a, a special use permit that yeah. allows me to do. Um, in fact, it's going to be reviewed by the Basalt Town Planning Board tonight, and I'll be yeah. on the, on the plane or something like that. But I, I mean, but, I think there's a. I think one of the things for us and why we've chosen to do this in the suburbs versus. You know, up in the up in the mountains, is that we really want to bring this concept forward to people. We want people to be able to drive by and see this. We want to have those conversations with um, code inspectors and aldermen and city council and mayors. And um, it's through those conversations that we're able to make real change. And you know, we see it even more in, in our urban landscape as the city is going through and doing planting. You're seeing stuff. You know, urban food forests spring up. You're seeing stuff like uh, service berry going through and being planted. And, you know, there is now all this edible fruit coming out of these service berries that, you know, service berry, a.k.a. June berry. I mean, that's a delicious fruit. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the the blueberry shrub, isn't it? Right, yeah, right, uh, right. And so, so I always love, we haven't gotten any service berries for many, several years because of the drought and uh, mm. other frosts and stuff. Almost no berries are fruiting on the mountain nowadays mm. because of frost or something's eating the green berries on mm. the choke cherries. Mm. So we're into this cycle in the West where the drought yep. is so um, is disturbing the, the food for the bears mm. and for the wildlife mm. that uh, it's not, not a good situation. Well, this has been a, a, a really a, an amazing uh, experience. And I think the next time I come back, um, well, yeah, you just reached down and picked up um, <laughs> the, uh, some soil. And this is probably the worst part of the garden right here. Over over here in the middle, you've got, I mean, I reached down and picked up some this morning. It looks like the the worm castings in my in my food forest and in my yeah. in my pathways. It's just like black 
um, crumbly worm castings, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean we are so we are uh, hard red clay here. So you don't what, see any of that here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm trying. <laughs> it must to be down. Out. It must be down I'm about tr- three feet or I'm something. I'm trying to find yeah. it here, so you can get an idea. <laughs> oh, you're down about eight inches. You <laughs> yeah. nothing but more black humus. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that was that was one of the biggest things that we focused on moving into this property is is. Um, you know, infusing as much organics uh, in compost as we could, uh, really building our basis. And now that, you know, this food forest is in its eighth year, I mean, we really see the benefits and just the incredible growth and the health. Uh, Very little disease here. uh, And a lot of it is just based on, you know, the abundance of nutrients. And, you know, that, I will say, uh, that all stemmed from a partnership we had with a local grocery store. We were diverting all of their green waste coming out of their produce section. Mm -hmm. uh, And we did that for about three years, two years, about two years. Um, And through a series of hot piles and then uh, vermiculture at the end, uh, we were able to compost. We were able to capture all that green waste as it was heading to the landfill and use that to really create the basis for our garden. And and like I said, if, if this was the soil eight years ago it would be red and cracked and hard or in the springtime yeah wet and soupy yeah it feels like your mother's breast here just walking on it <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I usually yeah. don't walk on the bed <laughs> uh i keep everybody in the pathways but yeah that's that's been amazing so i take that same uh produce from vitamin cottage and feed it to the rabbits once yeah. then i use their manure and their litter to do the same thing you're talking about just like i i, I I get one more function, gain another function, right? Right. And, uh, but uh, it's, uh, this is like, all right, so you took something that was going to be thrown away and you created, um, a, you know, maybe a millennium of, of topsoil here. Yeah. That's never going to, as long as you keep chop dropping and, and uh, mm-hmm. all of this stuff goes back into the soil this winter anyway, doesn't it? All the, mm-hmm. all the, the green stuff that come free all dies back or the weeds get cut back and laid back yeah. and they all do, do, so you don't really need to bring anything in more anymore right. well and emily talks about that a lot and, and i really think that is a, a good perspective we're having is that for us it's regenerating the suburbs is really what we're looking at you know how do we take this desolate landscape of deprived soil because of the monoculture of grass yes and we're know, looking how- around here all we see is every one of these lots is full of just bluegrass and yeah. there are actually some clover and there's a few dandelions out here yeah. Um, yeah. but you know it's all monoculture and, and that is a very strong uh, source right now still and, and but in the west you know they're going to have to change that because they really don't have the water here right. you don't need to water anything but yeah. well I, I think th- yeah I think we just want people to know that you don't need 20 acres to grow food and medicine you don't even need one acre Yes. You just need a lawn. You just need a lawn and uh, and a backyard a and backyard. a side yard, yeah. and uh, then you can buy up your your neighbor's house and do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And then people are coming around yeah. and and snooping around and saying, "What are you doing over here?" Yep. Mm-hmm. And and it starts to spread, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. People yeah. are moving into the neighborhood now to do versions of this so that's really exciting right well i think that's been the (laughs) we we've noticed that you know as as we brought food out of the backyard into the front yards 
really us just breaking that mold. It's like the first person that comes on the dance floor and starts dancing. Oh, right. right. It exactly. takes one brave soul yeah, to come yeah. out and start cutting a rug, and then everybody else will come. Well, now when you drive around this neighborhood, you see tomatoes, you see cabbage, you see people Oprah, starting to grow food in their peppers. front yards. It's because there was one weirdo. Weirdo. <laughs> yeah, right. There was yeah. one weirdo on the block that was able to break that monoculture mode that has just infected the suburbs. And then and then now it's like catalyst. Now you see one or two people on every block. So That's amazing. And your and your your sister's not too far from here. She's mm-hmm. gonna be doing some edible. Your dad's moving back. He bought yeah. some uh, he bought a piece of property. That's his dad. That's my dad. Yeah, your yeah. dad. Yeah. And so that's yeah. and they're gonna have yeah. gonna have family and help with the with uh, all the stuff and the kids and stuff. Well that's great. Uh, we're gonna uh, wrap it up now and uh, it sure has been great and hopefully maybe if I come back to the Pow Pow Festival next year, we could do another um, another uh, follow up. Follow up on see yeah. how things have evolved from from this year to to and see how everything else evolves as well, far as we, we always have a, a bedroom and a bed with your name on it. Okay, oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Tell me how it was when you were young Was the world so very old When your life had just begun Oh, grandfather, tell me Is it true you worked the land And the tools that you used You made with your own hands Before time was only money And machines made man a slave Was the world all milk and honey Before all the streets were paved Grandson, I'll tell you truly how it was when I was young. The world was full of wonder in my first days under the sun. Before time was only money and machines made man a slave. The world was milk and honey before all the streets were paved.